sermon this morning, a little different for those of you who are guests. This is not our normal um, sermon time, but uh, hope you have fun with us anyway. Come on, kids, I need you down here. This doesn't work without kids down here. I can't get crazy. All right, unless you're here. All right, good. This is right there, right there. There you go. All right, all right. All right, have you kids ever been bullied? You ever been bullied? Yeah, yeah. Have you ever had someone on the playground that just picks on you all the time and makes your life miserable? And you just wish that somebody would come and, and go face to face with the bully and say, knock it off, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, God's people had a bully, a bully by the name of Pharaoh. Pharaoh had been bullying God's people for years and years and years. He made their life miserable. In fact, he actually made them into slaves. He told them exactly what to do and when to do it. Well, finally they cried out to God. They said, God, we need help. We've got we to we get under, out from away from this bully who's making our life miserable. And God said, okay, I'll send you a deliverer, a champion, someone to free you. From Pharaoh. And if you hear last week, you know that that hero's name was what? Moses. Exactly. God sent Moses back to Egypt to free his people. Well, Moses marched right up to that bully and he put a finger in his nose and he said, God says, let my people go. And Pharaoh said, ha! I don't know this God. I'm not afraid. Get out of here. Moses says, listen, God said you've got to let my people go. You've got to let them go out into the wilderness and spend three days having a picnic and, and having church services. Pharaoh says, I'm not going to let it happen. In fact, you're here because you're lazy. You're going to go off. Get back to work. All of you. And he chased them out of the palace. And then he gave orders to the foreman who were over all the slaves. You see, he, he had been busy making bricks. Now, making bricks might not sound like, like that bad of a job. You ever made a brick? You ever made a brick? It's kind of fun. You get in the mud, you squish between your toes, you get all blue, and then you put some straw, some grass in it, and pack it all up, put it in a little square box, and dry it in the sun. Sometimes you put it in uh, an oven and heat it up. That'd be fun to make one or two bricks. But you had to make bricks every day, and you had someone with a whip standing over you saying, Make some more bricks! Make some more bricks! It'd be kind of stressful, you know? Well, Pharaoh said, Things are going to get tough for you guys. You're lazy. There's not enough work for you. We're not going to give you straw anymore to put in the bricks. You're going to have to find it on your own. So you go scrounge around, you find the weeds, you find the uh, stubble, you find whatever you can to put in that uh, clay to make the bricks, but I want the same number of bricks. But I've been getting. Wow. Wow. The taskmasters went out and started standing over everybody and said, You're lazy. You're not making enough bricks. They're going, Man, we can't make bricks without the straw. We've got to go get it. And, and, and the taskmasters kept whipping them. And the people went back to Pharaoh and said, It's not our fault that we're not making enough bricks. We don't have the straw. And Pharaoh says, You're lazy. A bunch of lazy bums. You just want to go out and have church. I'm not going to let you do it. Just get busy making bricks. Well, the people went out from Pharaoh. And there was Moses. And the people looked at Moses and said, Hey, what's the deal, man? We thought you came to deliver us and you made things worse for us. 
Now, now Pharaoh wants to kill us and make us make all these bricks. What's the deal? We should keep your mouth shut. You know, sometimes when someone tries to free you from a, a bully, things get worse. You know, the bully gets meaner. Well, Pharaoh had gotten meaner. And, and Moses was upset. Moses says, God, I thought you were sending me to, to save your people and it made it worse. I don't understand this. And God said to Moses, hang in there. Hang in there. I'm going to show Pharaoh how strong I am. And not only is Pharaoh going to let my people go, Pharaoh is going to order them to leave. He's going to want to get him out of the country by the time I get through with him. So you go tomorrow morning and you show Pharaoh the power of God. Moses says, okay, okay. And then God says, well, and remind the people now, remind the people. That I'm the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. I'm the God who has, has promised to give you a land of your own. So Moses went and told the people, Guys, calm down. It's going to be okay. The people didn't believe him. They said, uh-uh. And then God said to Moses again, All right, it's time to go talk to Pharaoh. And Moses, you remember, he, he didn't think he could talk very good. He studied. He got nervous with his fellow people. And he said, The people won't listen to me. I know Pharaoh's not going to listen to me. God says, Go! Show him the power you've got. Okay, he went. And you remember that staff that Moses had? The stick that he walked with? Mm-hmm. Remember? God showed him something with that. Okay? It was time to pull out the big stick. Yeah, yeah, you need a big stick when you're dealing with a bully, don't you? No, 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 no. No, no. Sorry I said that. Okay, all right. He says, take that stick and go out there in front of Pharaoh. And Moses went out there with his stick. He says, God says, let my people go. Pharaoh says, no. Moses said, it's time for the show. He says, watch this. He took the stick, didn't he? He threw it down the ground. And what happened? It turned into a cobra. Holy cow. Yeah, a big old nasty snake. It must have been ten feet long. All reared up like this. Now, you think that freaked Pharaoh out, right? But no, it didn't. Because he had seen a couple of magicians named Jennies and Jambres do the same thing. Now, how they did it, I have no idea. When I was a kid, I used to figure that they, uh, it was a trick, you know, and they, and they stuffed snakes into uh, toilet paper rolls. I don't know where that came from. And they threw them on the ground and they'd crawl out. Well... Maybe they had power from the devil. I don't know. But whatever they did, Jennings and Jambres came into the court and Pharaoh said, Hey, show Moses you can do this too. And they threw the snake, the, the, the sticks down and they somehow turned into snakes. But God was more powerful. What did he do? The big cobra that came from Moses' staff attacked the other snakes and swallowed them whole. Now you would have thought that Pharaoh would go, Whoa! This is one powerful God. But he didn't. He said, get out of here. Get out of here. I'm not impressed. Okay. That night, God said to uh, Moses, it's time to go back and show him your power again. Tomorrow morning, I want you to meet him out there at the Nile River. Next morning, Moses goes out to the Nile. He's waiting when Pharaoh comes out because they took a bath in the river. Remember how the princess did? Yeah. Same kind of thing. They would drink out of the, the Nile. And as Pharaoh got there, God told Moses to hold up that staff and then have Aaron take it and hold it over the water 
and turn the water into blood. Now, I don't know whether it was real blood, you know, or whether it was just red water or what. I think it was probably real blood because all the fish, all the fish died. They went belly up. Have you ever seen fish floating around dead? Yucky! Yeah, 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 yeah. You don't want that. And would you like to take a bath in water that's full of dead fish? No, no, no. Would you like to drink water out of a river that's full of dead fish? No, 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 no. It was disgusting. And the people go, yuck! And Philip looked out there and he said, ah, no big deal. No big deal. He said, hey, Johnny's and Jambies, can you make uh, water turn to blood? They said, sure. Find us some water. <laughs> oh, the water was blood. So they started digging little holes, and they, they got some fresh water coming up from wells. And apparently they took a little bucket of water, and they said, okay. And they sprinkled something around, and they danced around. They said, abracadabra, and whatever else they did. And they poured out the water, and it was red. Moses goes, ha, ha, no big deal, no big deal. And he just walked off and went, whatever. Yeah. Well, something's going to happen. God said, go back to him. Tell him that if he doesn't let my people go, I'm going to send frogs all over the land. They're going to come out of the Nile. They're going to be everywhere. They listen to you. Moses is okay. He met Pharaoh down by the river. He says, God says, let my people go. And Pharaoh said, no. And Moses said, on with the show. Watch this. All of a sudden, Big green frogs start crawling out of the river. And more frogs. And more frogs. And more frogs. Hundreds of frogs. Thousands of frogs. Millions of frogs. They were everywhere. They crawled into people's houses. They got them in beds. They go to bed at night, pull out the sheets. Ah! Frogs in the bed. They got them in the microwave. Can you imagine a frog in a microwave? Huh? Have you ever seen a marshmallow in a microwave? Yeah, yeah that's fun. You put it in the habits. Can you imagine a frog in a microwave? Four legs and a mess. Ooh, nasty, nasty, nasty. Well, Pharaoh got a little upset about that because he didn't want frogs in his microwave either. And so he called... Uh, Moses back and said, okay, okay, all right, all right, uh, I, I'm sorry, but this, this wasn't a good thing, it wasn't a good thing, um, I'll think about it. Moses said, no, you don't think about it, God says let my people go, and if you don't let my people go, bad things are going to happen. Pharaoh says, I'm not afraid, I'm not afraid. If you give me the frogs, maybe I'll let you go. Moses says, okay, all right, I'll give you the frogs. I'll pray to God to give you the frogs, okay? We'll get the frogs done. Pharaoh said, tomorrow morning. I don't know why I want them overnight. Maybe he likes sleeping with frogs. I don't know. Next morning, all the frogs are dead. Now, they're not gone. They're just dead. They get out their snow shovels. <laughs> dead frogs. They pile them up everywhere around the country as a reminder what happens when you disobey God. Stinky, smelly piles of frogs. What a reminder. But once all the frogs were dead, Pharaoh said, that's it. That's it. I'm going to do what I want to do. I'm not afraid anymore. The frogs are gone. God said, okay, time for another one. All right. 
Have you ever had lice? Have you ever had lice in your hair? Have you ever had somebody at school have lice in your hair? Yeah, and the teacher goes, looking for little lice and picking them out. Have you ever been to the zoo and seen monkeys picking lice off each other and eating them? Yeah, it's kind of disgusting. Well, God said, if you know my people go, I'm going to send little insects. Now, some Bibles say gnats. I think they were lice. And I'm going to get lice all over everybody. And the way I'm going to send the lice, Moses, I want you to go, take some dust from the ground, throw it in the air in front of Pharaoh, and the dust is going to just grow like a big black cloud. And it's going to cover everybody, and the dust is going to land on you, and then the dust is going to come alive and turn into lice. Blood-sucking little lice. Scratching you, itching you all over the place. Maybe that'll get their attention. Well, they did it. And they scratched. The magicians, they would have been able to make more frogs, which is really stupid. I mean, why would magicians make more frogs? You know, they millions of frogs. But they did. They thought they had to show it off. They could make blood. They couldn't make lice. They tried. And they said to Pharaoh, no, this is the hand of God. Only God can make lice. I don't know why that's such a big deal, but it was to them. Pharaoh was itching, too. He was scratching. He said, okay, that's it. That's it. Okay, whatever you want. You can have it. Moses says, I know you're not going to give it to me. Next day, God sends him back. Moses says to Pharaoh, let my people go. And Pharaoh says, no. And God says, on with the show. You thought lice were bad? We're going to make bigger bugs this time. We're going to make flies. Some kind of fly. I don't look like flies at woods. I'm going to horse flies. Oh, that's a good one. I hate horse flies. You didn't bit by a horse fly? I hope not. Horses have. Made flies. And, and both of us care for it. There's going to be flies everywhere. There's going to be flies on your walls. Have you had flies on your walls? You know, I've got a niche. My wife hates flies. Especially the ones that get on the walls because you know what they leave behind? Little black spots of fly poop. <laughs> everywhere! It's disgusting! And there were flies everywhere. And Pharaoh didn't like flies either. Now, they were on their food. My dad, my dad, when he was in the war, he was in the South Pacific Island, and he didn't talk about it much, but he told me one story that I'll never forget. He said one day they were eating, and the flies were so thick that they would hold up their sandwich, probably made with spam, and they would have to blow the flies off. We'll take a quick bite. Is that gross? Yeah, yeah, try that for high, huh? Yeah. Well, that's how it was. And Pharaoh got tired and he says, okay, all right, all right, Moses. All right, you guys can have your church service. Oh, right, don't leave the country. Because God had made the flies in the land that the Egyptians lived, the more flies in the land where the Israelites were. So Pharaoh was starting to get the idea, hmm, maybe God does have some special people he's protecting here. He says, you can go ahead and do what you want, but do it right here. Moses says, we can't do it here. If we do it here, if we offer our sacrifices, we have a church service, people would laugh at us, they would throw rocks at us, we've got to go out in the country to do it. Pharaoh says, you're not going. You're not going. Moses left. God says, time for another one. Time for another one. We've had what? We've had blood. We've had frogs. We've had lice. We've had flies. I right, go back tomorrow and tell him 
If he doesn't do what God says and let my people go, all the livestock, all the horses and the cows and the goats and the sheep and the camels and the donkeys that are out in the field are going to die. Moses says, okay. He said to Pharaoh, he said to Pharaoh, God says, let my people go. And Pharaoh said, no. And Moses said, on with the show. Tomorrow morning, all the animals are going to be dead. You don't do what I say. All of them are going to be dead. Pharaoh says, I'm not worried. I'm not worried. Next morning, they get up. Everything was laying on the field with their legs straight up in the air. Yeah, they were getting a hand. All of them. Can you imagine? Going out to your field and all your animals are like, and stinking. Pretty disgusting. You'd think they would have got Pharaoh's attention, but no. Pharaoh said, ah, it's just animals, I've got more. God says, okay. We're going to make this just a little bit worse. A little bit worse. Moses, you, you go in one of those furnaces, those kilns that you make the bricks in, you get some of that uh, soot. You get some of that black soot out of the fireplace. You get some of that, you take it, and, and uh, you throw it in the air. And it's going to land on people and animals. See, Pharaoh wasn't so worried about the animals dying because it didn't bother him. They threw the soot in the air. It landed on the people as well as the animals. And it turned into boils. Now, you know what a boil is? Have you ever seen a big zit? Yeah, a big zit. You know, a big red honking thing with pus in it. Nasty, nasty. They all broke out with boils and pimples and zits. Everybody, they were sitting around popping zits. Ah, it was horrible. It was horrible. And the magicians, the magicians, guess what? They couldn't even come in to see Pharaoh because they had a bill all of them. It was disgusting. You'd think that would have got his attention. So Pharaoh says, pray. Pray that these boils heal up. And I don't know if God sent them all clear cell or what. But they all cleared up. And once they got better, Pharaoh said, oh, I'm not worried. It was, just, it was just a boil. I'm not worried. I'm not worried. God said to Moses, it's time for another part of the show. You know... Pharaoh doesn't seem to understand how much power I've got. And if there's one thing that shows the power of God, it's a storm. Have you ever lived through a storm when the wind is really blowing or seen a tornado? Remember last year when a tornado came through uh, Joplin and blew the whole town away? Yeah, like a week of tornadoes. It was horrible. It was horrible. Because, you know, sometimes we think we're in control of everything. But when we see... Nature unleashed, we know that God is all-powerful. And so God said, tell Pharaoh, I'm going to show him power he can't deny. There's going to be a storm like we've never seen before. Not only is it going to be blowing and lightning and thunder, there's going to be hail. Have you ever been in a hailstorm? Huh? You've been hit by hail? Have you ever seen dents in your car from hail? Yeah, yeah. Just last week, I, I, I read, was it in Colorado or somewhere? They had hail that was this deep. Yeah, yeah. 
And I've heard stories about hail getting the size of golf balls and even baseballs. I can't imagine ice balls falling from the sky and hitting me in the head. And God told Moses, he says, warn them. Tell them that if they leave their animals out in the field, I'm going to send hail so big that it'll squash them all. Now, some of the people who heard, they got their animals in. The rest of them, they thought, eh, if they not afraid, I'm not afraid. Just leave their animals out there. Next morning, a storm like you've never seen. Lightning everywhere. Fireballs. Thunder roaring like crazy. And these Huge. I don't know how big they were. Uh, they were huge. Hailstorms. They, they, they fell out of the sky and they conked everything in their head. You know, we thought he got a conk in the head. Imagine what happened if he didn't have a helmet. Yeah. Uh-huh. Hailstorms. Bouncing off everybody and killing people. You would have thought that Pharaoh would have gotten the picture. But he didn't. The, the hail... Beat up all the crops, knocked down the corn. That gets a farmer's attention. But it didn't get Pharaoh's attention. Moses went back and said, Okay, you've seen the power of God. You're going to have to see some more. Because if you don't let my people know, if you say no, I'm going to send in grasshoppers. Now they've had lice, they've had flies, they've had frogs. You think a grasshopper, that's no big deal. You know. I don't know who it was, but it had jaws. And so I'm going to send them grasshoppers that the sky would get dark, and we're going to eat everything that didn't get destroyed by the hail. Pharaoh said, I'm not worried. I'm not worried. Next morning, all these flying grasshoppers, these locusts, came into the country. They settled on everything, and they ate everything that was green. All the grass, anything that hadn't been knocked over by the hail, got eaten up. The trees had no leaves on them. But that the whole country was going to be devoured by these locusts, these grasshoppers. And Pharaoh says, okay, okay, uncle, uncle, I give, I give. Come on, Moses. Uh, you, you guys, go, go have your church service. That's okay with me. Just get rid of these locusts. Moses says, okay. Then, then Pharaoh said, but who's going to go on this church outing? And Moses says, everybody. The men, the women, the children. Pharaoh said, no, 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 no. Just the men can go. Moses said, that doesn't work that way. The whole family has to worship together. Just the dads can't go to church. Everybody's got to go to church. And he started to walk out. And the people in the court said to Pharaoh, man, this guy's going to destroy our country. Do something. So Moses calls him back in. And he says, okay, okay, all right, all right, all right. I'll do what you say. Moses says, I don't really believe you, but I'm going to pray. And God blew all the grasshoppers away. But of course, as soon as the grasshoppers were gone, Pharaoh's heart was hardened. He said, I'm not going to do what God says. Because you see, Pharaoh was living in the darkness, wasn't he? Now, God decided one more thing he's going to do now. He's going to let Pharaoh see how dark it is where he's living. He said, if you don't let people go, you're not going to see a thing. You're going to have darkness so dark that you can't even feel it. Pharaoh wasn't afraid until the lights went out. Now, God left the lights on in the land of Goshen. That's where his people lived. Because they were living in the light. 
The Egyptians weren't. Have you ever been in a cave when they turn the lights off? You ever done that? You've done that? You've done, you've done that. Oh, buddy. If you're in a cave and it's pitch dark and they turn the lights off, you put your hand in front of your face, you can't see a thing. It's kind of creepy. One day I was in a cave with, with Paul and Matt, and, and they wanted to climb up into this hole that I couldn't climb up to and get out of. So I gave them all the flashlights, and I said, go have fun. I sat there, and after I got down the hole, I couldn't see anything. It was kind of creepy. I just sat there in the dark. Well, Pharaoh got a little shook about that. And after three days, he said, okay, come on back. You guys can go. You guys can go. Moses said, okay. Pharaoh said, now, who's going? Moses said, well, we're all going. Pharaoh said, okay, you can go for three days, but don't take any of your animals. Moses said, that doesn't work. Why do have your animals? That's part of our worship. You're disobeying God. And Pharaoh got really upset. He said, Moses, just get out of here. I'm tired of messing with you. I don't want to see you again. Moses says, okay. You're not. Because it's come to an end. Tomorrow, tomorrow, the firstborn, the oldest child in every family, is going to die. The firstborn animal of everything is going to die. You're going to see that by living in the darkness and ignoring God, nothing comes but death. And he left Pharaoh. He went back to his people and he gathered them together and said, Tomorrow... We're going to have to get ready for something really important. Because God was going to take the life of the firstborn of every family of Egypt. But he's made a way for us to be saved from that. Now, it may sound a little strange, but I want everybody to go out and get a lamb. A one-year-old lamb. A perfect lamb. I want you to keep it in your house for four days. And then at the end of the fourth day, that evening, I want you to kill the lamb. I want you to skin the lamb, wash it out, and then I want you to roast it over a spit in the fire, leave its head and leave its feet and leave its entrails, roast it all. And then I want you to eat it. I want your whole family to be there. I want you to stay dressed and ready to go. You know, they used to wear robes in those days. And so the Bible says they were told to gird up their loins. We've talked about that before. What's that? Reach down and get the tail of your, your robe, pull it up, tuck it in your belt, so you're ready to walk, ready to run. So keep your shoes on. In fact, I want you to go talk to your neighbors and tell the neighbors that you're going to leave town. And the neighbors are going to want to get rid of you because all the problems that are going on, they're going to give you anything you want. They'll give you money. They'll give you food. They'll give you the keys to the car, whatever. They'll give you whatever you want. But you be ready to go. And then, I want you to eat that lamb. I want you to eat some bread that hasn't had time to rise. Because you're in a hurry. Go ahead and bake it. There's no use to it at all. You eat that. And eat some bitter salad. We had a salad that, ooh, it was nasty. Yeah. He said, I want you to eat some nasty salad that remind you how bitter your life was in Egypt. And then I want you to do that every year. I want you to teach your kids about this night. Okay? I want them to remember what happened in Egypt. And how you had to sacrifice a lamb to be saved. Oh, there's one thing really important I almost forgot. Yeah, blowing the door. 
Yeah. He said, okay, when you sacrifice that lamb, I want you to take its blood and take a little, little hyssop, a little brush kind of a thing, and I want you to paint up both sides of the door and across the top of the door. And that's going to be a sign to the death angel when he comes through town at midnight not to come into your house because you've been covered by the blood of the lamb. At midnight, the angel came. Every house that was not protected by the blood of the lamb lost someone that night. The firstborn in every family died. A whale went out. A whale. That's not a big fish. They were, they were screaming. They were mourning. They said, get out of town. Get out of here. Pharaoh said, go. Take everybody. Do whatever you want. Just get out of my country. And Moses says, it's time for us to leave. It's time for us to leave. They packed up everything and two million people left town that night. Now, they didn't know where they were going. And so God appeared to them in a very special way. Like a, a cloud during the day. And they would follow the cloud wherever it went. And at night, he would be like a flame, a big torch that would run it up and guide him. And God said, follow me. I'm going to lead you to the promised land. Now, God didn't take him directly there because... There were some problems. The Philistines were close, and he figured the people would get afraid. He said, just follow me. And they did something kind of neat. He, he took them out into the country, and then they walked in a circle. And when he got back to Pharaoh, that the people were wandering around, he thought, you know, we've got an employment problem here in town. We've got plenty of jobs. We don't need workers anymore. We let all of our slaves go. Let's go get them back. And he sent all these soldiers to bring back the children of Israel. Over 600 tanks or chariots. And all the soldiers started chasing after God's people. As they got closer and closer, you could see all the dust. And the people said, Whoa, whoa, the Egyptians are back. The Egyptians are back. And they started running. And they got right to the edge of the Red Sea. And they said, Oh man, we're trapped like rats. They're going to kill us. And they started whining to Moses. Oh, my goodness, what have you done? It would have been we were back in the kitchen. We had something to eat. We, you know, we'd be alive. Now they're going to kill us. Moses said, you just wait and see what God can do. The cloud that was God went behind them and kept the soldiers from getting to them. Okay? And then God told Moses, hold up that staff. And when he did, the water parted. And it created like a wall. And said, Have you ever been to Shields? Huh? Yeah, you go to that aquarium and you get fish on both sides. That's kind of cool. Can you imagine a whole river or a sea with walls of fish looking at you? As you're walking right through the middle on dry ground, God's people started walking. They walked right through the middle of the sea. All those little hundreds and thousands of fishy eyes looking at them. And they're looking both ways, but God's keeping them safe. They get all over their side, and then that cloud lifts up. And the Egyptians say, we can do that too. And they charge into the middle of the sea. They got down in the middle, and all of a sudden, God let the water kind of seep out from under the walls. And the wheels got all muddy. And they started going swerving every which way. They got stuck in the mud. And then God caused the walls 
to, to just come on and drown all the soldiers. The Israelites looked and all they saw were dead soldiers floating around. Now you'd think that would convince them that God takes care of his own, wouldn't you? You'd think they'd believe that. Well, after they left there, they went back out, they went out into the country. They went to the mountain, God talked to them. Again, you'd think they would believe God's going to take care of them, but they didn't. Every time they got thirsty, they started whining like kids in a car. I'm thirsty, I'm thirsty. Every time they got hungry, they said, you know, it's eating. And God actually sent them special manna and, and, and fresh little chickens to eat. And they got tired of it, and they whined and whined and whined. When they got to the promised land, there were giants in the land. They said, oh, you're scared, you're scared. Now, God had already done all this stuff for them. God had saved them. God had sent all kinds of signs and miracles and plagues. He had proven, he had provided for them. He made them across the Red Sea. But they forgot. They forgot that God promised to take care of them. Apparently, they stopped having their little Passover service. Passover was when they would remember that the angel passed over them. And they would forget, they would forget that the blood of the Lamb saved them from death. And when that happens, you disobey. Now, God has told us to remember the sacrifice of the Lamb too. Who's that? Who is it? Jesus. Yeah, yeah. And we have been covered by the blood of the Lamb. Did you know that? When we come around the Lord's Supper every Sunday, we take a little cup of grape juice reminds us of the blood of Jesus. We need to remember that. If we don't remember that, we're going to be disobedient. We're going to lose faith. We're going to wander around through life not knowing where we're going. Every time we get hungry and thirsty, we're going to say, Lord, I'm scared. And we'll forget that he's provided for us. The children of Israel had a long period of time to learn their lessons. We're going to talk more about it next week when they actually go into the promised land finally. It's my prayer that we'll not only remember the story, we'll remember the blood. Because it's the blood of the Lamb that washes away our sins. Okay? When you take communion, you think about Jesus. You think about the blood of the perfect Lamb of God who takes away your sin and will see you safely into the promised land. Okay? Let's pray. Father, we thank you for...